Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online angel communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Kayla today. Kayla is here talking about her angel stories, and I'm so excited for us to dive in. Uh, What I want you to know today is that as Kayla talks, watch how her story really walks through the unfolding of what it's like to know that we're communicating with spirit. Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. I'm just so honored to be able to share my stories with everyone. Oh, yay. So let's start from the beginning. Okay. So about this started when I was around four or five. And this is kind of, well, obviously the starting point for all of it, but this has still been very significant throughout my life. My father's mother had just passed. I don't know if it was weeks, months, but somewhere within the year. and. I had a dream and I still remember this dream very vividly. It's not like a second hand. Someone told me about my dream. And in that dream, my granny Joe, that was what I called her. Um, she was holding me and I could see my mother across the room. But while my granny Joe was holding me, I got the feeling that she was telling me without words. I mean, when I was four or five, I didn't know what telepathy was by any means, but I just had this feeling that she was telling me that everything was going to be okay and that I would be with her. And, um, I just, you know, it was a great feeling and I was, I was happy after it. So that was pretty much the end of that dream. But I also remember around that time, um, having another dream about her. And in this dream, again, it's very vivid. I could picture it right now as we're talking. It's like we're in this huge airplane hangar. That's the only way I can really describe it. And it's a crowd of people, just lots and lots of people. And I was there with my mom and dad. 
And I ran ahead. We were looking for my granny Joe and I ran ahead to look for her. And, um, I found her, I came across her, she's holding this huge umbrella and I was so excited to see her. I was jumping up and down just, Oh my gosh, granny Joe. I'm so glad I found you. We miss you so much. Um, come back and see mom and dad come with me. And I'm like trying to pull on her to come with me and she wouldn't move. And she just said, well, I'm so glad to see you, honey, but I cannot go back with you, but don't worry. You'll be with me soon. Or, and this is the part that I can't really remember if it, if it was, you'll be with me soon, or if it was more of, I'll be with you. So anyway, that was the end of the dream. But again, those are very vivid dreams. So, so much so that I remember them. So jump forward about 10 years and, um, my dad had taken me out, um, for a birthday dinner, just me and him. It was probably his way of like showing me how men should treat women, potential suitors, I'm sure. But I just remember, um, having this really great dinner with him. He said, you know, I want to talk to you about something. I don't know if you remember your dream about granny Joe. And I said, well, which one? Cause I knew exactly, you know, which one he had to be talking about one of the two. And he said, well, the one that she was holding you. And I said, oh yeah, I remember. And he said, well, so there's something else to that dream, Kayla, that we have not talked to you about. And I said, okay. And he said, the same night that you had that dream, your mother had the same dream, but it was from her perspective. And he said to me, you woke up and told us about this dream and you were so excited. And your mom was terrified because she had the same dream. She said, we, you know, we didn't tell you that, but in her, in her dream, she could see granny Joe holding you across the room. And she told your mom without speaking that, that you would be with her soon, meaning myself. And my mom took that to mean that I would be dying soon. So I, I can imagine, you know, now that I'm a mother, I, I completely understand where my mom would be scared of that. So, and I told my dad, I said, well, I, I, I haven't been, you know, I didn't get that feeling that I was going to die, but I was really happy. And he said, well, I just, that's just the other part of the dream. So, you know, we, he's validating my experience, but letting me know there was another side to it, I guess. And when he told me that no one on his side of the family had passed since my granny Joe. So that was a little bit scary for me. And I think that kind of like, I, I definitely knew that spirit was real and I had always felt for the most part, good things about spirit and my mom's side of the family, you know, spirit was something that was talked about often and ghost stories they were often talked about because a lot of us had experienced them, but the feel, the reviews on them, like where they came from, where these experiences were originating, that was always kind of mixed reviews. So while we talked about it, there was def definitely a feeling of being scared of it, but these dreams, I didn't feel that way. So those are the dreams that I had. And then that, that kind of around that time, maybe a few years prior to that, you know, dinner date with my dad, I had started having my own like spirit or I called them ghosty experiences. That's just 
how I referred to them when I would talk to my mom or anyone in my family about them. But I would, I had come up with a prayer that I would say when I got scared. And as soon as I had a ghosty feeling, I would just say that prayer out loud to God and ask him to just take it all away. I didn't want to hear anything, see anything, feel anything just for him to protect me in that moment. Because I, I, I became frightful because it was startling when I would, you know, see things or just wake up. One of the first ones I remember was waking up in my bedroom at my parents' house and I was a teenager. And for some reason, I just looked at this, you remember those old five disc CD players? And I always kept mine turned off um, when I wasn't using it. But for some reason, I just looked at it and every, all the lights on it turned on and it started shuffling the disc. And I thought, Ooh, that's really weird. And I got that, you know, ghosty feeling. So I said my little prayer and I rolled over and after that, I really had a hard time falling asleep in my room. I would leave the TV on at night and eventually that didn't become enough. So I started taking like a sleeping aid in order to sleep just because I was so afraid because I didn't know what, what was around in that moment. And I will say that while I was having these like in-person like spirit experiences, I was very fearful. And again, I was teenager, early twenties. So fear led a lot of my responses to a lot of these things. One time I woke up my, so my, me and my husband dated for a while and uh, we dated while he was in college and occasionally I'd stay the night at his parents' house and he would get up to leave for school before I got up. So that happened one night and, or one morning, I should say, I spent the, I spent the night, he woke up in the morning, said goodbye to me and he left and I was trying to go back to sleep and I heard footsteps around the bed and there would be no one in that room. I mean, there was no one in that area. So I thought that's really strange. And, but I just kept trying to fall asleep. And shortly thereafter, a female sat on my bed while I was sat on the bed I was sleeping on and said, thank goodness he is gone. Now we can talk. And that I was so shocked. (laughs) I sat straight up in bed and I opened my eyes just to make sure that nothing was really there. But it seemed so it was almost as though I was when it happened, it was like I was seeing through my eyelids. So I didn't see anything there. So I closed them. I said my ghosty prayer that I'd say, and I laid back down and I kind of rushed through it. And so I laid back down, closed my eyes. And then she got closer to my face and said, that's not going to keep me from talking to you. And I, and it wasn't mean, but it was very startling because it never happened before that I still had, you know, experienced something. So I sat up, I left the room, I went upstairs and sat with my mother-in-law and watched the morning news. And I sat in silence. I didn't say anything to her about it. I was, you know, still processing it. And I didn't want her to think I was crazy. (laughs) I mean, I was dating her son and I, I just didn't want her to think, wow, who did, you know, who is he with right now? (laughs) But I've stayed there a lot since then. Me and my husband and our kids lived there for a few weeks, actually, when we were moving and nothing has ever happened with that spirit again. So I'm not really sure what, what happened with her. So then I would also like that. I would say I didn't really have any 
in-person um, experiences like that until about two or three years ago. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would have like dark shadowy hands in my face. And so much so that I would like bat at them to try to push them away. Just think, you know, being startled, but then they would go away also around that period of time. And this was asked after I had, I was really struggling with having experiences. Cause I also had some like knowing things, which it kind of morphed into that. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a little bit. And I was just struggling to know, like, is this from God? Because like I said, growing up, I grew up in a Christian family where, yeah, it's okay to experience these things, but I don't, you necessarily, it's not necessarily something you want to delve into. So I had asked God if, if this is really from you, I need to know, I need to, I need a sign. I need something. I need to know that this is coming from you and not some sinister place. So this is probably the most recent and the most uh, startling, but in a good way, like in-person experience I've had. And so again, this is about two, three years ago. I woke up in the, in the middle of the night and I saw a young boy at the foot of my bed and he was wearing like depression era clothing. So like a newsboy cap and he was holding this wooden sign and on the sign, you could tell there was something written, but I just couldn't make it out. It was, it was too faded. So I closed my eyes and I opened them up again thinking, okay, well, it'll be gone by then. Maybe I'm just seeing things. And when I opened them back up again, he was at the foot of my, he was like a foot away from the foot of my bed. So he had stepped back and he had grown up a little bit. Like it's like he had aged a few years and again, still holding that sign. Couldn't tell what the sign said though. So at this point I wake up my husband and um, like I shook him awake and he was used to me waking him up because I was having a ghosty feeling or whatever. And I said, honey, do you see what I'm seeing? And he sat up and he looked and I, I made sure he was awake and he looked and he said, honey, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, you don't see that he's right there at the end of our bed. I, I see him. And he was like, I really don't see what you're talking about, but I will stay awake and I'll, I'll be here. It's okay. So I closed my eyes again, opened them again. And at this point he is about three feet away from my bed and he's a late teens. Like he's, he's aged again. He's in his late teens. So he's grown taller still holding the sign, still wearing the hat. And at this point, I'm getting a little bit spooked because I just, he's not, he's not unfriendly, but he's not saying anything. He's not giving me anything. So I thought, I just don't know where this is going to go. So I close my eyes again, open them again. And at this point, he's out in the hallway. He's in his twenties and still holding the sign. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I, and my body was just nothing, you know, trying to make sense of something. My mind was trying to make sense of something that I just didn't have any answers for. So I closed my eyes again. And I just said, this time I said my prayer out loud. And when I opened them again, he was gone. So I slept with the hallway and the lights on that night because I just, I was so startled. And then uh, around that same time, maybe a little bit later, a month later, a young girl would come to me in the middle of the night. She was blonde and she would stand at my bedside. And she came to me two nights in a row, I think. Again, startled me both times. She wasn't, she wasn't threatening by any means, but it just startled me. So at that point, I just said, I said out loud, I said, God, please, I can't have 
if these are coming from you, if they're meant for me, I need to experience this in a different way. I'm, I'm too scared. I don't, I don't want to be scared, but I just am. And I haven't had anything like that since then. Friends, just a little side note here. I am so excited to announce that we are launching three free live events coming up October 15th, October 22nd, and November 3rd. Now, friends, this is not about politics whatsoever, but those first two dates are on the nights of presidential debates, and that third event is the night of the election. Why are we having these live free events? Just to lift you up in prayer, to come together as a community. Because remember, when we come together and direct our intent to raise the vibe within humanity, ourselves, our communities, our families, my goodness, the other side takes that energy and you can feel it so much more profoundly. So again, not about politics whatsoever, just about helping you keep your energy clear, help you lift your vibration, not just for yourself, but for everyone around you within our communities and the world. So I really hope that you will take part in these live events with me. If you want to be a part of this, please hop on over to my website and make sure we have your email address. Go to theangelmedium.com. That's theangelmedium.com. And where it says want weekly angel messages for free, put in your name and email address. That way we can send you a free link to the event with a passcode you can use to get in. Friends, thank you for being Earth Angels here, for joining us at these events and really helping us raise, shift, and lift the vibration here on Earth. Now let's get back to the show. So then it kind of, you know, it unfolded into something else. It unfolded into like knowing things. So that had, I had already had a touch of knowing things prior to this. This started in like 2013 and around Christmas. Our second child has, was born um, four months prior. And me and my husband were just having a discussion about, you know, I said, you know, what, what do you think about having another one? I, that wasn't something that we had ever thought about, or I had never thought about, but something, you know, just said, Hey, talk to him about it. So, and he was like, yeah, I'd be fine with that. And he was like, I wonder if we'll have a boy or a girl. And, and I said, well, if we do get pregnant, I will have another girl. And he was like, what do you mean? And I said, I, I don't know. I just, I know that if, if we have another child, it'll be a girl. And it's funny ever from then to about 18 months ago, I not only with myself, but for other people, I could just tell you what someone was going to have if they were pregnant, if they were going to have a boy or a girl. And sometimes it was like, I was tricking myself almost like they surely have told me this before. Or I thought they, I even said to my husband a few times, I thought they already told us they were going to have twin boys, just <laughs> things like that, you know? And he was like, no, honey, I, they literally just found out today. <laughs> that that's interesting because my girlfriend, my childhood friend has that gift. And actually before I even got into this work, she had that gift and I don't have that gift of 
insight all the time into what the gender is. And uh, I remember going out to lunch with her because she lives in the DC area. And I was like, I'm having a boy. I know I'm having a boy. And she goes, nope. Not only did she know the gender, but she also like guessed the weight with accuracy. Oh my gosh. For wow. everybody that she would talk to. And sure enough, on that trip, we found out that we were having a girl. And I was just like, mind blown. But that is like an intuitive power when you just know something like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, right? Right, right. And that's the best way to describe it. Because again, like I said, it's almost like you trick yourself, like surely someone gave me this information. You're they're they're forgetting they told me or there's because your logical mind is saying, there's no way you should know this. Actually, so about up until about 18 months ago, I could tell this and it ended kind of, well, we really haven't had a lot of friends that have been having kids lately, but our neighbor next door, she was having another child and they didn't want to find out. Um, And she knew that I sometimes could tell what people were going to have. So I was very tight lipped around her and made sure not to give any indication Um, whatsoever. She tried to trip me up a few times, but um, I didn't let that happen. And I knew that she was going to have a girl and it was getting close to the time that she was going to deliver. And they were really having a hard time with girl names. And she had told me that she said a few that they had been thinking about, but they just couldn't come on, like come to an agreement on one. And just one morning I was getting ready and it was like a light bulb went off in my head and I heard she's going to, she's going to name her Hannah. And I thought, well, that's weird. I wasn't even thinking of my neighbor, but okay. She's going to name her Hannah. So a few days later I was speaking to her and again, she was just saying how they couldn't come up with a name. And I said, Oh, okay. And she threw out a few names and she said, but you know, just recently we've been thinking about the name Hannah, but I'm just not crazy about it. And I was like, Oh, okay. And again, I'm like trying to be stone faced and not (laughs) give anything away because that's not my information to give them. And also, I mean, I didn't want to influence them in any way either. So, um, she was born just, I think a week later and sure enough, they named her Hannah. Yeah, I love that. You know, let's dive in a little bit to some of what you talked about because I want to just address a couple of things. One of the things that you had said in your story is that you asked God, you know, God, is this of you? Because if it's not, I don't want it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the exact same experience that I had very early on. And I think it's important for under uh, people to understand that our choice to really dive into our spiritual gifts is a free will decision that we can make. If we do not want it, we say no, boom, a shield goes up in our auric field and we are shielded by our own free will from not developing them further. One of the other things that I want to touch on is that, because I had this in my life too, where like you, I've had dreams since I was really little and I'm not ready to share all of them yet. 
because I'm actually seeing some of the dreams that I had as a child manifest today. And I want to kind of see myself where it's going Mm -hmm. um, before I'm ready to share. But my mom dreams very vividly too, especially at times when things are happening. And she would come to me and she said, I had this dream, you know, what do you think it means? And it was always relevant to what she was going through. And you would know within six months the exact meaning of the dream because it was kind of forecasting a lot. Not to mean that all dreams do, just like you had said with yours, she said, um, we'll be together soon. Soon to the other side is much different than our soon, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. a hundred years can go by in a flash for them. That doesn't mean that you're going anywhere. And when you were talking about that story, your grandma was shaking her head because she wants you to know that you're not, you're not here for a short time. You're here for a long time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I I appreciate you saying that. I, you know, it, it really started to affect my life about four or five years ago, like my daily life. Cause I thought, well, this might be the last time I put my kids to bed or, you know, those types of things. And I ended up finding, well, I didn't even have to find her. She just kind of dropped into my lap, this, this um, medium. And I felt really uncomfortable going to her, but I just needed clarity. And she kind of echoed the same thing you just said, you know, she, that's not what she meant. So I, I appreciate you saying that, that, that helps even, even though I know it, it's, it's nice to hear somebody else say it. Yeah, and this is why we don't do this work for this reason, healer-wise, of giving people negative information because, one, messages can be very often misconstrued if you don't know what you're doing, and two, if you do give somebody negative information, they're going to hold on to it, and they're going to attach to it within their auric field, Mm -hmm. and they're more likely manifesting, right? Because if you're sitting there thinking, is this the last time I'm going to put my kids to bed? You're attached to the fear energy instead of attached to the vision of seeing yourself as a 90-year-old woman here, right? Right. My mission here is for everyone to know that they're intuitive, to know that they have spiritual gifts, and you know what, if you have the, the gift where, you know, somebody passes away and somebody comes through with messages for you to give to a friend or a loved one, by all means, give those messages. But when we're doing this work all the time, I think it's really important for us to have training and really know the ins and the outs because you will have it a lot where people come to you with all different situations and all different needs. And there are times where people come to you contemplating suicide and contemplating very big life choices. And if you're not prepared to handle those situations and work with those situations, you can actually do a lot more damage than good. So I do think it's important for us to all know that we have these gifts, but training is useful and and necessary. I want to address another part of your story too, because it's something that I really felt growing up is this mixed message of like, what is ghostly energy and what is spiritual energy? Because I think 
that media and movies often confuse them where they make them both the same thing and they're not. So ghostly energy, there is definitely uh, this vibration of fear and lower vibrational, let's say, souls that haven't gone into the light that maybe continue to walk here on earth. Now, this really isn't my forte. I've just kind of gone into it so that I know what I'm talking about and I could feel the energy myself. But I can tell you that it is all energetic frequency. So, and it's all intention, spirit saying too. So is your intention, you know, to have a sleepover when you're young and scare the crap out of one another with ghost stories and tap into those low vibrational energies here and see something? Or is your intent to really tap into the highest vibration that is God, universe, source, energy, bring through your spiritual gifts in order to do the work that your soul is called here to do in this lifetime and serve the other souls that your soul came here to serve in this lifetime. It's very, it's two very different frequencies, or you could call it two very different tracks, right? And here's what I want people who are listening to know. When you're tapped into that low vibrational frequency, I think there's another question that you have to ask, which is, is this a ghostly energy that I'm tapping into, or is this a fear of it being nighttime, right? Because I'll just admit, I don't like being home alone when my husband's out late or or if he's on a trip or something. And given the families that I've been around who have lost people to murder in their own homes, I take that very seriously and I take action on it. If it's me fearing it being nighttime, I can ease my egoic mind because my house is really a fortress. If you're going to try and come in, you're going to be seen on one of multiple different cameras, you know, from multiple different companies. Your picture is going to be taken somehow you're going to be on camera. That's how I have it set up because of that fear of seeing other people and what they went through, being close to it myself, uh, just watching what they went through and taking action on it so that I don't have to have that fear anymore. So if you have that fear yourself, take action on it. It's very easy to get an alarm system, even different types of cameras out in your yard easy peasy, then you don't have to worry. So if it's a ghostly feeling, there's a different tool that I use, okay? And that tool is to surround my entire property with this wall of energy that goes around the property uh, all the way from the ground all the way up to the sky. And I ask God energy to come in and suck out, you know, right through that tunnel of all of the energy of my property, ground to sky, any low vibrational frequencies that may be there. This includes my house, right? Everything within my property and my home. And 
I imagine that God brings all of that low vibrational frequency up and then I cut it off right above my house, right at the top. I see this, this energy going through like a lid, right? Kind of capping it off so that nothing else can come in. And now we just have God energy, high vibrational frequency within the house, within the property, and that I don't have to worry about those frequencies anymore. I can tell you that that is a tool that I've been using since I was probably 13 or 14 years old. The other thing is, I have a lot of people who when either they have fear at night or feel that lower vibrational ghostly feeling, they will call in Archangel Michael. And I think what's important here to know is that if you have dogs, dogs sense angel energy, they can see angels. And what will happen is they will bark at air. <laughs> And what will happen is they will bark at Archangel Michael sometimes because his energy and his being, and when you see him, it's just so massive and huge. They will sit there and then bark at Archangel Michael. And you'll think to yourself, oh no, it didn't work. You know, the, these energies are still here. It's not. It's really the dogs are barking because they're barking at the angels who are protecting you. It does work. So does this make sense, Kayla? Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. And I, I appreciate you sharing that tool with me. I've, I have been going through a litany of things, you know, because I also want my kids to not be scared in case something happens, you know, in case they, they see things. And um, so I've been searching for the right tool to share with them when, you know, when that happens. So I appreciate that. Well, and and with kids, it's a different story too. I mean, we do have times where as children, we need to turn it off, right? Because it can be, the veil can be so thin between us and the other side for a child that it's, spirit saying like that movie, The Sixth Sense, Mm, where, where, I mean, they're just so tapped in. It's so real for them. They're right there. And uh, whereas me, I feel like it's more silhouettes. I feel them more like six feet away. I don't feel them that close, right? I feel them. I see them. I know when they're there, but I know how to handle it. I know how to keep them, you know, six feet away where I feel comfortable. I don't think kids know how to do that yet with their energy. Right. Yeah. And it's okay. You know what, too? Spirit is saying to say, sometimes there's a guilt, right? Because kids, a lot of times, are seeing grandpa or grandma or somebody who we were close to here, Mm -hmm. and they don't want to turn them away because they don't want to hurt anybody, even on the other side, even though it's spirit. And what spirit needs them to know is that they're never there to try and scare them. And that whenever they say, God, I need to turn it off, it turns off. I I love that. Yeah, I think kids need to see it more as a light switch. So Kayla, I'm so excited that you were on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate it for sure. Oh, good. Well, you take care. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Okay, bye. Bye. 
Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. Friends, next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere. They're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them. Welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss.
Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now, friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure, white, radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light, energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good, some do not. 
What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, 
please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter, and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day, surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.